Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about eliminating resistance. So first, let's talk about what is resistance? Well, resistance is usually both a psychological and a physical reaction to change. It's a push or a force in the opposite direction of the new thoughts or ideas or something that we want to achieve. Kind of like our brain's way of protecting ourselves when we want to change or maybe when we need to change, like a self-protection mechanism so that we don't actually have to do the work of changing. So even though we could be motivated to achieve an end goal, like maybe eating dinner, (laughs) we're motivated to actually eat dinner, we might feel the resistance of not wanting to actually think about what to make and then make dinner. So to avoid or work through the resistance, we go get drive-through. So again, resistance is like our habit brain kicking in to help us conserve energy, avoid pain, and seek pleasure. Since the change usually requires some mental and physical effort, we'll often feel tired or mentally overwhelmed. Like for instance, when you think about doing the laundry, when you think about it, doesn't it Just thinking about it make you feel tired? That's resistance. We might not be able to, you know, see resistance, but we have either an emotional or a physical response to the doing of something. Whether it's change to clean up the kitchen or change to stop over drinking, we'll find that maybe we procrastinate or we waste time or We get on to scrolling or we do anything that we feel pleases us rather than do the thing that we know we really should do because it requires effort that we don't want to put forth. We make excuses, we delay, just about anything really to not do the thing. Again, it's our brain protecting us at a very primitive level But in the end, it's self-sabotage. We don't do the thing we need to do to create the outcome we actually want. And so we suffer for that. What happens? Let's look at laundry. When we don't do the thing we need to do to create the outcome, having clean laundry, when we give into making excuses or letting something else come up or just procrastination, We end up with loads and loads of dirty laundry just piling up. But our resistance to doing it causes the effect of loads and loads of laundry. If we retrain our brain and simply schedule the laundry, it's a non-negotiable. We'll train our brain to get into the habit 
of the non-negotiable schedule or habit that we're looking to implement in our life. So all of us deal with resistance in many different ways. And what I want to talk about this episode is to try and eliminate as much resistance as we can in our day so that we're not constantly fighting ourselves. Many of us think we're the only ones who deal with the resistance. We think that when another woman has a clean house, it's because she just likes to clean. Or when someone else has children who always seem to have clothes that match, we think, oh, she just loves, you know, fashion. Rather than, oh, she must have worked to create a wardrobe for her children so that they can be self-sufficient, independent, and pull out whatever they want for the day and it all works together. All of us deal with resistance, but some of us avoid the resistance, which only makes it worse. That's where the self-sabotage comes in because then we don't have the life that we really want. I think that we need to just expect resistance in many areas of our life. When we expect it, we can plan for it and eliminate it with solid structure habits and routines firmly in place. Let's look at resistance in a daily life. How about getting up on time? Or maybe just getting up at all. We feel the resistance of not wanting to get out of bed to start all over again. I remember thinking that. I don't want to get out of bed to start all over again. The day is so hard. But the truth is, that's our job. That's being human to get up every day and start all over again, every day. And not only do our children and husband depend on us to get up, but we actually need to depend on ourselves to get up and get moving and to live a fully human life. When we delay getting up, putting that snooze button on, giving into the resistance, our mornings, actually, I think it really affects the whole day, But most immediately, our mornings are filled with so much more stress because we're rushing around or we have an unpleasant demeanor and the emotional resistance continues throughout the day. We're cranky. We're not our best selves. All because we gave into the resistance of not wanting to get up, just stay in bed a little bit longer. And we made our mornings so much more unpleasant than had we just gotten up on time and within a few minutes, we would be feeling fine. Just want to remind you of the 90-second kind of rule. I have air quotes around rule. We feel something for 90 seconds. That's it. Unless we keep turning it over and over and over in our mind. So when you're laying in bed and you're feeling, I don't want to get up, If you just turn around and get up right away, that feeling is gone. Otherwise, you are always giving in to the 90 seconds, which can become another 90 and another 90 and another 90, okay? So remember that feeling is just a flash and you are stronger than a feeling flash. Now, getting up on time in the morning requires us to go to bed on time the night before. 
And I don't know about you, but I coach enough women to know that I wasn't the only one. I remember when we got the children to bed when they were small, and we were pretty strict with that schedule of all the children in bed by 8 p.m., 7.30 to 8. I could feel myself exhale and not want to go to bed. I wanted to stay up to just experience a quiet home without anyone needing anything from me at all. But as you've probably experienced as well, I would go to bed so late that I was exhausted and cranky and slept until the last possible moment I could before getting up in the morning. I would say I just wasn't a morning person, but actually I was just a tired person giving in to the resistance of a new day. Had I had the self-discipline to go to bed at night on time, I would be able to get up in the day, not be so tired, get all of my work done that I needed to get done around the house before lunchtime, and then I could enjoy life. But we give into the resistance so much that we actually prolong those negative feelings. Okay, what about cleaning your house? Any resistance there? For some, we give into the resistance of not wanting to do it that we actually make doing it so much harder. If we clean weekly with a schedule, we eliminate most of the resistance. And when we're cleaning, it's not nearly as difficult to clean because there's only a week's worth to clean. But when we give into the resistance and we don't clean for three weeks, we've got three weeks of garbage to clean up and it makes it much harder and takes us much longer. So we may still experience the, I don't want to, but we've become accustomed to the cleaning schedule that we make. And so we just move easily past the resistance and do it. For me, there was a lot of resistance in cleaning bathrooms because I had to go downstairs and get the cleaning supplies. And it's kind of embarrassing actually to say that going down to get cleaning supplies and bring them back up was such a point of friction for me that I didn't clean the bathrooms regularly. Now I have in each bathroom a spray bottle with a natural cleaner. I use the Young Living Thieves, which just smells good, and a rag. So a rag and the spray bottle of cleaning fluid is in each bathroom. And I have one spray bottle of cleaning fluid, that Thieves, that cleans everything. I love this cleaner because it doesn't smell toxic. It cleans better than anything I've ever used, and you can use it for mirrors and sinks and showers You don't need a separate cleaner for each part of the bathroom. I thought you did. And that was, I don't know, that just felt, I had so much resistance to the smell of the products. And also, oh, I've got to use this one for that and that one for that. Now I just have one and it has eliminated so much resistance. Now, when I walk by a bathroom and I notice something, I pull it out, I clean it. It's done in less than three minutes, really. Maybe you decided after the new year to start exercising or eating well or sleeping better. Yet you felt compelled to act in ways that sabotaged those goals. I'm going to have no carbohydrates. I'm going to have no sugar. 
I'm having no meat or I'm having only meat. We set ourselves up to feel the resistance of wanting something so much. It's like the all or nothing never works. So do not set goals with setting yourself up for lots of resistance. If you want to start exercising, maybe you want to get up early in the morning, which is hard, but maybe that's your goal. Set your shoes out, set your socks out, set your workout clothes out, get them all out. You don't even have to look for them. When I'm exercising in the morning, I find my app, I find the workout I want to do, and it's all set the night before. Because I know when I wake up, first of all, I don't want to get out of bed. Okay. I need to get through that resistance. And then the resistance of, oh, and then I have to find a workout. That's too much. I'll say no. So make sure that when you set goals for yourself, think of what's going to get in my way. What is going to make me not want to do this? And then eliminate that resistance. Bottom line. Resistance is a characteristic of any change. It's an obstacle that we face, whether the change we want to make is small, like drinking more water in the day, or big, like beginning a new job or giving up caffeine. When we give in to resistance, we sabotage our efforts and we're left feeling like a failure. Our brain's job is to seek pleasure avoid pain and conserve energy. And when we're trying to do something new or something that we really don't like to do, it's our brain's way of protecting us. And we just need to identify that that's what's happening. Oh, this is my brain just resisting because my brain doesn't always know what's best for me, but it wants me to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. If we lived our whole life only seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving energy, we would live a shell of a life. There's so much that we would not experience, so many ways we wouldn't stretch ourselves, ways that we would become a better person. We don't want our brain, our primitive part of our brain, to keep us small. So remember, I can move through this resistance. Notice it, name it, and move through it. All right, I'm going to give you a couple of other uh, daily, you know, places where you might feel resistance. How about making dinner? Here are ways to eliminate the resistance of dinner. First, create a weekly menu. Look at the weekly schedule and plan what you'll eat for each day. So, If you have like soccer practice on Wednesdays, you're not going to make a great big meal because you're not going to have the time. So look at your schedule that you have appointments when you can have time and when you don't have time. And the easy meals go on those days where you just don't have time. Okay. Then create a shopping list for all the ingredients you need to complete the weekly menu. You could also, Michael and I do this, we grill all our meat, our chicken and our hamburgers at one time on Saturday or Sunday for the entire week. Maybe you could do that as well. Maybe you've got hot dogs the kids love or sausages or whatever. You can grill it all, okay, so that you have it ready to go to just take out on the day that you need it. 
You can also double the recipe and freeze the extra meal for a day when you really don't feel like cooking or you just don't have the time. And you can pull it out, freeze it in a Ziploc bag, or maybe a couple of Ziploc bags if there are a lot of things going into it, pull it out, put it in lukewarm water for about 20 minutes, and it will thaw out really quickly and you can use it. All right, how about bedtime? Resistance to bedtime? You've got to decide how much sleep you need. How much sleep do you really need? Okay, go to bed at a fixed time and then create a fixed time to get up at least a half an hour before your children get up, at least. I would say, if you can, an hour or 45 minutes so that you can get yourself ready and maybe pray for 15 or 20 minutes, calm down before the children start getting up. Work on your home management system so that you don't leave cleaning to do in the evening. Evenings should be off for you. Yes, you can do this. I know you're thinking, you have no idea how much I have to do. I do. (laughs) I did. I had seven children. It requires not procrastinating during the day, and it requires a schedule. And it requires delegating home management tasks. So that leads me to the next one, the resistance to keeping the home clean and tidy. Again, create a schedule. If you're home in the day, spend the first hour of your day after you maybe drop the kids off or if you get them going in schooling, if you homeschool, spend that first hour of the day doing the cleaning tasks. Get them over with in the first hour. It should take you actually less than a half an hour to really attend to the whole home. If you have a portion of that where you're going to do some deep cleaning, then just schedule it. Know how much time each of your cleaning tasks take and schedule them. And then delegate chores to everyone. Children, school-age children, I would say from four on up. Even three and two-year-olds can do little chores. But that's another topic because most of you won't believe me when I say that. But they can. Just, okay, just as um, an example. If you have wastebaskets in the bathroom and you have the little shopping bags from the grocery store that collects all the waste, you can show your little three-year-old how to pick up the wastebasket and bring it to you. That's a little job that they're doing, okay? While you're maybe doing another part of the job. But anyway, delegate chores to everyone. Daily chores and weekly chores. Everyone needs to contribute to the home, the keeping of the home. If you go to JanetQuinlan.com, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see home management. Click on that, and you'll find all of my schedules and all of the chores that children can do. You'll find a download for that. So go to JanetQuinlan.com, and you'll find all of that. That will help you create a schedule. I would recommend that you have a weekly schedule so that a child does a daily chore for a week, And then at the end of the week, they have their weekly chore, which is a bigger chore. And you'll see in the download um, under the children's chores, what's age appropriate and what they can do. Okay. And then once a week or maybe once a month, schedule one hour of decluttering. Basically just picking up 
place in your home and throwing away or giving away. When we begin action to keep our home clean and tidy, we see the results and it's kind of addictive. It kind of is like, oh my gosh, look what I did in such a short amount of time. That feels great. And we want to do it again. So eliminate the resistance of actually feeling very proud of the home that you have and happy that you were the one who created that for your family. Now, the last one is an adult topic. (laughs) So if you have littles, resistance to intimacy. I speak with so many women who are like, my husband's in the mood and I am not ever. Well, we need to figure that out. We can't just say it is just the circumstance. It's just a fact because then we miss the most important component in our marriage, which is communication and intimacy. Isn't it interesting the difference between our perspective about intimacy before we get married and after we get married? We want connection before we get married. And then it seems for many that after we get married, eh, the connection's not so important anymore. I'm here to tell you, 39 years, the connection is important for your whole life. So how do we eliminate the resistance? Because I know what it's like to have children on you all day long, whether they're babies or they're, you know, school age or they're teenagers or they're college kids coming home. They take so much of us that we feel like we don't have anything left to give to our husband and we just feel completely depleted. So in eliminating resistance to intimacy, we need to talk with our husband about what we need. Now, when you speak to him, be tender and kind, but clear so that your needs of satisfaction are met. God wanted us to enjoy this closeness with our husband. But it's not like the movies where everyone's needs are intuitively understood and met. We have to communicate. The next is schedule intimacy. I know if you haven't done this, you're thinking, no, 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 no. Intimacy needs to be spontaneous. That's authentic. No, that's not. Because when was the last time, if you have a lot of children, when was the last time spontaneity was a good thing for you? I know for me, with a lot of children, it had to be scheduled or it was never even in my mind. I was too busy thinking about all the needs that I needed to meet. So schedule intimacy so that you can look forward to it. You can start preparing your mind. A woman's mind is very different than a man's mind. A man is visual. A man is ready to go. And we are very often in a place where we have to think. We have to prepare ourselves. So prepare your mind to get out of mom mode and into spouse mode. Maybe it's taking a hot bath or a shower to melt the resistance. And then the last thing is focus on his needs. It takes us out of the daily grind of crumbs and dirty diapers and sassy teenagers. We stop thinking about that and we start thinking about this man that we want to be available for to show him how much we love him 
and also to be open to letting him show us how much he loves us. All right, so maybe this week, identify areas in your life that you wish could be better and see where the resistance comes in. Notice it, name it, and then create a plan to overcome it. Also, remember that a feeling of resistance, like I said, lasts about 90 seconds. So rather than giving into it, begin to move forward in the task and watch that feeling completely dissipate while you begin to accomplish what you thought you couldn't or you didn't want to. When you notice the resistance and stop giving it power over your goals and your life, then you begin to really create the life that you really want. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.